Ready to start the show? I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> In a world where millennials have no idea what the f*** they're doing with their lives. What's with Millennials Podcasts? Just got a notification. You're live if you didn't know now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 One day, a group of concerned citizens got together to conduct an experiment. They wondered, what would happen if you mixed together smartphones, mocha frappuccinos, and college debts? When all was said and done, this is what they got. Three, two, one. Podcast where we talk about pop culture, tech, and media. I'm your host, Diadonna, sitting here with special guest Jen B, the queen of dating. Yeah, boy. Now, we have a very exciting show going on for you guys tonight. We're going to be talking about, um, we're going to be talking about a lot of things, but we're going to be talking about uh, 21st dating in the 21st century. Yes. Dating in the 21st century. For those of you who don't know, that's today. <laughs> dating today. She's like, oh, I don't know, dating 100 years from now? No, today. Um, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about um, our open relationships cheating. Is online dating a waste of time? And what are the top five things that you can do right now at this very second to instantly become more attractive? Are you excited? Can't wait to hear your I'm list. Gonna, <laughs> you can't wait to hear my list. I can't wait to hear it either. Um, you can tell me what if I'm what I'm doing is wrong or not. Um, but once again, our main topic: um, dating in the 21st century. On this episode of What's With Millennials podcast. But before we get started with that, I would like to introduce you. Now you are Jen. You are the queen of dating. Yes, I. Why am. do people call you that? How do you get <laughs> that medal around your neck? I gave it neck? to myself. You gave it to yourself. <laughs> Seven years ago, I started the company. So I was a teacher, and I was teaching special ed. Okay. And I started teaching at uh, twenty years old, and okay. I was in a relationship from seventeen to twenty-three. And finished grad school my first round at twenty-three, and didn't know how to date. So I'd missed nah. the college and grad school pool of people, and I was living in Orange County, and so I decided to read a lot of books and do a lot of research. And while I was doing that, I was getting my master's in behavior. Okay. So I was chronicling my life under a pseudonym as a teacher, going out on sexcapades and dates and doing what the book said and then doing the opposite to see what would happen, like a science experiment. Wait, so you were like the fantasy teacher, like going out in the... <laughs> All yes. for you guys. You're welcome. <laughs> All for me. I, really, I was trying to figure out a date, but yes. So those years uh, of my exploration of science experiment became yeah. the foundation for the company. So me being able to understand people and motivation. And I realized people are much like my students that mm -hmm. like, we have patterns of behavior. And if we change our patterns of behavior, then we attract a different kind of person. Huh. So if we're not getting what we want, then we uh -huh. have to change what we're putting out. That uh, makes sense. You put in crap, you're going to get a whole bunch of crap back. Makes sense. <laughs> it's kind of like the mirror you never want to see. Yeah, because you don't want 
crap thrown in your face, especially on your mirror, because that's just nasty, because it smears, <laughs> and it's just terrible. Um, how's it going out there, Elizabeth, Toby, Darren, Jordan? Thank you for tuning in. Um, let's talk a little bit about how our week is going. Let's get all the pleasantries out. Okay. Um, how's your week been? Well, we're on hour 16 of my work day today, so... Oh, so it's been. <laughs> the day it's clearly <laughs> has been. Definitely has How's been. your day going? Um, It has also been busy. It haven't been 15-hour days, but um, it's been interesting. Um, I always say that about my weeks. I always feel like I always say <laughs> my weeks have been interesting. Um, I have... Uh, I've been... In the last three days, I've worked on three film sets, so that has been uh, keeping me busy. Um, I appeared... On a news station in the background. <laughs> All I right. walked past the screen in the background for like two seconds. But hey, I'll take the victory. I will take that. Um, I saw that clip. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so obviously I'm a Hollywood movie star now. So <laughs> Holy, totally different level than other people now. Um, but yeah, I did that. Um, working on several movie sets. Um, and I actually came across somebody who kind of relates to our topic of dating in the 21st century. And that is, um, I was on Facebook and she wrote, um, just, you know, a post open letter, a post on Facebook is like an open letter to just everybody. Right. And she, she basically wrote an open letter. The goal of this girl, her name was Ashley. I'm not gonna say her last name. Her name was Ashley. And she wrote shit. I hella just want a girlfriend. Any cute girls on here want to go on a date. And in parentheses, worth a shot, LMAO. Now, yes, that's a face I made, but she <laughs> got responses. People replied back to her. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I wrote her message. I was like, oh my gosh, you're my spirit animal. <laughs> like you are, the, that's fascinating that you did that. It's, it's crazy to my mind because it actually worked. Well, you know, a couple months ago, I, you know, pulled my pectoral muscle trying to get my zippers up, and I decided Ugh. to put up, like, an ad for a boyfriend saying I need an official zipper-upper, uh -huh. and I was surprised at how many people offered to what be. What is it? <laughs> like, I was like, I've decided that I've come to terms with I need a boyfriend uh -huh. for the sole purpose of I've pulled my chest muscle having to get into these dresses by myself. Okay. So, let's, <laughs> something I've always wanted to ask. Now that I have a dating expert in front of me, something I've always wanted to ask. Okay. Do women... Okay. If I, for instance, was to put up online to be like, hey, something stupid like, oh, I need a blanket <laughs> squeezer. Can anyone help me? I would get, it's not possible. It's it's not possible to get negative responses, but somehow I would get negative as in like not thumbs up, but like you can't do thumbs down anymore. But it'd be like <laughs> thumbs sideways on Facebook. What? How do girls have it easier I think Indeed. it just depends. Like, my sense of humor as a person uh -huh. is kind of translated into what I do for a living and if you know me. So people will like, are like, can I come from Vegas and SoCal uh -huh. and, like, play along, basically? Because if you know me outside of the professional world, I'm pretty ridiculous and say whatever the fuck, you know, comes into my mind. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I think it's kind of knowing your audience and if people know you or not. Because, like, I did get some creepy responses as well. Yeah. And then I people, like, imagine. be like, saying I was, like, desperate and, like, all these things, mm -hmm. like, not knowing my personality. So it's kind of like... Like, who is your Facebook audience? So, who is your Facebook audience? <laughs> so, let us know out there. Write us at wwmpodcast at gmail.com. I'm looking for some blanket huggers. <laughs> you want to cuddle? Like, you want to be a professional cuddler? The professional cuddlers out there. <laughs> no, you want to be the cuddler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I guess you I can paid. include. 
I guess I could include myself in that. I didn't even think about that. This is <laughs> you why you're the money. This, I'm the entrepreneur. This is why you're the dating queen. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to get dates, like offer a service. <laughs> I, I see. I see that now. I see that now. Um, let's go ahead and get started into our next segment, which is news. Jeremy, hit it. Right today in news, what we got here: Spider Man is back in the MCU. Do you know who Spider Man is? I know who Spider Man is. <laughs> I know you're not the biggest movie fan, but do you know who Spider Man is? <laughs> I know who Spider Man okay. is. Okay, <laughs> so there was this whole thing going on um, with Marvel saying and Sony saying that hey, we're not going to work with Spider Man anymore um, because we can't make deals that would benefit us basically that was mm-hmm. basically the concept and sony owns the rest of them um now i, I don't you're not the biggest movie fan but well, i know, do you toby, know about Mag- toby mcguire oh hands down the, one of the best spider-man yeah so I, I saw those ones okay so like the reason why that happened right and why they have like three spider-mans in the past two decades is just because the rights of spider-man is owned by sony the movie company and not marvel so if Sony doesn't keep making Spider-Man movies, the rights will revert back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. So they'll put out even bad Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. if it means, oh, we can keep Spider-Man. Okay. So they were basically going to be like, oh, well, we're going to move away from you because Disney asked for something ridiculous amount of money. Um, but anyway, they made up. So the, gr- the great news is that we're still going to have Spider-Man. So the monopoly on Spider-Man continues? Yes, the monopoly on (laughs) Spider-Man continues, yes. Hey, if they can keep pushing out good movies, then I'd be happy. That's all. I'm all about that. (laughs) Good movies as entertaining or good content? Like, how do you judge a movie? Ooh, (laughs) we're going to get deep into Spider-Man, like, backstory right now. (laughs) No, I Uh, just wanted a simple answer. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just like, just just shut up and give me all the good stuff. (laughs) Get just to the movie like, one I care about today. This is just no foreplay whatsoever. Just <laughs> jump straight. Um, what makes a good movie? I would say good story and um, good characters. Okay. If I was to like simplify it as much as I can. Good so the talent doesn't matter as long as you have. Well, the good that's part of the good characters, oh, okay. I guess. So if you would have to have a combination of both. Okay. Um, so you know, here's to hoping that Marvel and Sony can continue. You know, working it out. All right. We'll see. Next in news, uh, Kevin Feige is shooting a Star Wars movie. Now, please tell me you know about Star Wars. You know, I know Star okay. Wars. I saw six of them. Oh, then there you go. Um, <laughs> did you see uh, the, not the new, new ones, but you saw the original trilogy. Yes. And then I saw the like four, five, and six. So like the newer ones. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. So like yeah. the ones with Ray and... Yeah, I saw those ones. And then oh. I saw one of the newer ones as well that came after that, I think. Okay. So then so th- this is a great way for me to kind of qualify this because you're not the biggest Star Wars fan. So not being the biggest Star Wars fan. <laughs> you make me sound like, I read books. Like, I hold a wall of books. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. You're, you're good. You're good. Because I, I need to know what that perspective is. Yeah. Um, so how did you... Did you hear being an outsider about like the kind of stuff that was happening with people being upset 
about the Star Wars movies at all? No. Okay, so then this only affects like the fandom. So you were just hearing that they're making more Star Wars movies. It was like, oh, okay, cool. We're like, what ifs? Well, I saw Marcus Allen was there at like Disneyland for the launch of like the Star Wars like rides. Yes. So I mean, I know a little bit. Oh, okay. I see you, girl. I see what you do. Okay, so let me ask when when that pertains a little bit more to you. If you could date one Star Wars character. <laughs> Based on looks or Ooh. like villain? <laughs> I mean, the bad boy? Not... Like, or is it for a client? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what would Ooh. you. <laughs> for me, you know what? Darth Vader. Exactly, the dark because side. Because badass. Because, yeah, taking the, the dark side. See, uh, yeah, see, okay, so you understand. Yeah, I know the main characters at the very least. Oh, exactly. <laughs> the premise. But, right, but the, the real question is what do you guys think? Who would you date? Would you be excited about Kevin Feige, uh, the guy who runs Marvel, um, potentially making a Star Wars movie? Let us know. Write us in the comments. Send us an email, wwmpodcast at gmail.com. All right. And next in news, we have Stranger Things Season 4 coming out. Stranger Things. Um, what? I'm like, I have no reference point at all for this one. <laughs> None at all. Okay, a better question is, I, I know that at least you've heard about Stranger Things. It's like pop culture that delves into like 80s theme things. Um, they did the same thing with like It. Okay. Where they're kind of like delving into like 80s stuff. Um, a lot of 80s music is popular. A lot of movies are reverting back to the 80s premise. Um, what was, I wasn't alive during the eighties. What was so great about the eighties? I don't understand. What is, you're asking the kid that got only one hour of TV go week growing up. So I didn't see very many movies and I had no clue what was going on in the world. And I was reading books. So did did you like dance at all? Apparently dancing was very popular in the eighties. Oh, Dirty Dancing and Pretty Woman. I saw those movies. Those are the two movies that my mom owned. That pretty much sums up the eighties right there. (laughs) Basically Dirty Dancing was my favorite movie of all time. Okay. And I like hungry eyes my dad had to listen to repeatedly okay. so it was the music i think that went along like the soundtrack okay you know that you know kind of made the movies so like it's almost like those soundtracks were like the soundtrack to the generation oh yeah like rod stewart and mm-hmm. like you know like in pretty woman and then uh, patrick swayze oh yeah and like you know for dirty dancing so like the people that were had huge careers that's mm-hmm. what made the movies amazing that's fantastic i have no idea what 80s is like but let us know. Oh, Write us at WWE. I was born in 83, just for okay. the record. <laughs> just so we're clear on how uh, old I am. Okay, fair enough. I'm, fair enough. <laughs> let us know how you feel about that. Were you born in the 80s? Are you an 80s baby? Let us know. Write us at wwmpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, and that's all we have for news. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get started with our actual topic, which is dating in the 21st century but before we get started with that we're gonna get started with our next segment which is called if you've been living under a rock with announcer man are you ready for this oh i'm ready oh you don't even know what's coming at you is it ghostbusters sounds like ghostbusters (laughs) you'll see (laughs) whether it's online at a rave or through friends Dating has changed in the 21st century, with the majority of relationships now starting through technology. 
Has dating changed for the better? Are we living in lonelier times? This has been If You've Been Living Under a Rock. All right. So. <laughs> I was not quite prepared for this. <laughs> I, I'm very impressed with those sound effects. Oh, thank like, you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, announcer man, I pay him. He comes in and drops dimes every so often. Um, but first impressions on our subject, dating in the the 21st century. What are your just first impressions off the top of the head? What are your first impressions when you think of dating in this new generation? Clusterfuck of disaster. Well, <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> Okay. Elaborate. <laughs> well, I think that people like are kind of desperate and okay. along along with unwilling to commit all at the mm-hmm. same time. So that paradigm is kind of made dating like be very difficult for the people that want to be in a relationship and okay. the people that are using those people. It's just like this complete like shift in culture. So I think you use a key word right there. You said using people. Mm-hmm. So d- what exactly do you mean using people opposed to how it used to be in dating. I think that people wanted to have companionship. It was much more mm-hmm. like the human nature and it wasn't so much that they wanted to have free dinner and have free drinks and such. So they were willing to date people they had no future with. And it's much more about that now. It's like a numbers game. Mm. And so going out, there's a lot of disappointment associated with it. And so if people don't get the outcome that they want, then they're very upset that they spent this money. And so now people basically just like hook up and have no expectations. And so that's kind of the big shift from 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And technology has made it that much easier that you don't have to commit. You can have many options mm-hmm. indefinitely. So if, just reiterating what you're saying. So it seems like, and this is also from my personal experience as well, it seems like that people have had so many choices that were brought to them that it's made us more jaded. So then we're not expecting necessarily a, a, a great outcome. We're expecting a, medi- a mediocre outcome. So we're not fully invested in every single person. I think that people learn to stop getting invested in like that's kind of the thing is as people will get older you have mm-hmm. a lot of negative experiences and so you have more baggage and so you're taking that from relationship to relationship and accumulating more bad experiences because dating is a numbers game so if you've been mistreated or you've been used or you know things didn't work out you're gonna have those negative experiences and like since we're getting married older there's more negative experiences between when you started dating and when you settle down mm-hmm. now you said a key thing right there too dating is a numbers game mm-hmm. a numbers game why is it a numbers game why is that because i think the more people you meet the more you know what you want and you don't want mm-hmm. and the older you get you have to be able to kind of like cast a wider net because you're not going to have as many people you have things in common with and yeah. like want the same things as you now what would you say to the guys that is out there that just has like 50 fishing nets and just tossing them out in the ocean and it's just like, dang, I'm not catching anything. What advice would you give to that person? I would say you're looking in the wrong ocean and looking at <laughs> pond. 
like, the fish are over there. Yeah. Why are you throwing your nets this way? Exactly. So like, you know, maybe like look for something different. Like, that's where the patterns of behavior part comes mm. into play is like, if it's not working for you, you need to change something. So change what you're looking for, change your profile, change who you're interacting with, get off your phone and actually go interact in public. Ew, gross. Right? I mean, that's kind of like the downfall of like dating. Unheard people, of. The technology and like having options so people don't feel the need to go socialize and people have a really, really difficult time actually when they have to have a human conversation. Yeah. It's weird. It, it, it really is weird. Like I did this experiment with myself um, a couple of weeks ago where... <laughs> I can't wait to hear where this is going. Oh, yeah. I'm going to just be totally ambiguous with this now. No, no, uh, experiment with yourself. So is this like a self-exploratory story? This is, or is another oh, person? I will test myself in different ways. <laughs> or like I'll get super invested in something for like a, a good week. Like I'll be gung-ho on that. And I'll do like, it'll be something, just something random. Like, oh, I'm only going to drink like water for like the next week or like, just like sir, some spur of the moment just to test myself out. Um, so I did something for a week, uh, and it was not go on my phone when I feel socially awkward. Mm. Okay. So or like when I'm in a socially awkward position where I'm like standing in line and like everyone else is like talking to people and I'm just there by myself and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, let me just go on my phone. Nope. I'm gonna sit in that awkwardness. So like you that. got out of your comfort zone. So that's how you yeah. grow as a person. So you have to like really take into account the anxiety that comes along with that or people looking at me and kind of figure out what do you do then. So you're supposed to interact with the people next to you. Exactly. Now, it was eye-opening, but it was so boring. Oh, my God. Because it's like just what? You're forced to just stand there and do nothing. So, I mean, it's... What do we do before our cell phones? Yes. Like, like, like when I was in high school, we didn't have phones. Dude, we can't be bored. Well, that's like yeah. your generation. So yes. Like mine is like high school, like a cell phone was a tracking device. My parents gave it to me when I was 16. So mm-hmm. I never turned it on because I didn't want them to know where I was. Mm-hmm. And there was no texting. There was no internet on our phones. You know, I went to college and then texting hadn't even come out yet. So oh, wow. I was okay. like, this whole thing of like the phone thing is like, take it or leave it. Like, you know, the guy I was with like for many years and was completely in love with, like when we were together, he like put down his phone and never picked it up. And I was like, undivided attention. Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> That don't happen no more. What? That's uh, that's someone. They'll someone thought you got kidnapped. You leave your phone somewhere. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Concerning. People get concerned. That is crazy. Search and rescue parties set out. Um, now, can you tell me a little bit about your experiences uh, working with people in the? Uh, I can already see your your will turning. Oh, people boy. in the dating game and what kind of problems do people? typically run into <laughs> so working with people um typically people don't know what they're doing wrong so i work with a lot of great people that don't know what they're giving off to attract a certain type of person and typically there are amazing humans that continue to attract the same the same person takes advantage of them or like mm-hmm. doesn't appreciate them and so it's kind of being able to figure out that kind of configuration of what do they need to change in order to have a complete package so mm-hmm. they attract a different kind of person so I meet really, really great people that just haven't been successful in dating okay. and being able to see their um, behavior objectively. Okay, so like, what what would be the first step for someone who is having like, oh god, someone who is having, I'm just like, help me, someone who is having like a hard time in the dating world, and this can be female or male. Someone's having a hard time in the dating world, um, and they seem like they keep getting the same results. What should their first step be? 
So other than hiring a dating coach to evaluate the situation and getting professional help so they don't continue to get more dated. Yes. Because <laughs> typically that's like, people like come to me as a last ditch. Like mm-hmm. I like, this is it or like I'm going home. Like <laughs> I'm giving up. Like I'm filling in the towel. Exactly. The dating towel is just, uh, and it's, it's a war zone out there. It is. It it's really difficult. is. I mean, like, you know, I have to go out and date for a living. You know, that's kind of my job and like my personality. And it's not easy for me either as the queen of dating. I didn't really think that went through seven mm-hmm. years ago when I started the company, how that would affect my dating life. But um, my clients, I would always tell her, like, you know, friends be like, you know, what does your life look like? Do you talk about things other than work? Do you have any interest? Mm-hmm. Are you an inter- interesting person? Do you have anything to offer? You know, because like so much of our lives are spent on our phones that we don't actually have things we do to make us interesting. So figure out what makes you interesting and be able to highlight that. And then go try to meet people that have similar interests to that. So if you like to run, join a running group. If you like to hike, join a hiking group. If you like music, you know, go to a concert. Like be able to be around like-minded individuals is where I would start. You know what they need? They need a phone group. A phone group where you just go with people to text each other, the person right next to so you. So that's called a tweet up. So they're bringing those no. back. Oh so my God. I was joking. Oh you my know. God. It's exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm on that, you know, <laughs> as one of the influencers from the original group. So planning the events and such that are coming up. So, I mean, people that want to be on their phones, uh, it's an excuse to tweet and get people's information and be okay. able to exchange. Well, that's different. That's like networking it is it's social networking yeah. but it's like for fun you know being able to be around like like-minded people so yeah. you want people that are on their phones and on you know social media all the time we went to the right place right that's it to me that's networking i'm talking about like you meet up to text with the person right next to you not talk to them right next to you so like i want to have sex with you and you text that to them yeah <laughs> and that's not creepy at all da, 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 da. online dating <laughs> Let's go Tinder. Swipe. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, now, um, I personally feel like that we have the ability to speak to a broader audience, but because we have these screens in front of us, that it makes us less socially connect, uh, connected with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes us more socially awkward. Um, I, so I feel like even though we have all these people who we can connect with, we're more lonelier. I think so, because, like, everyone pretends to be something they're not on social media. And yep. I was guilty for it for a really long time, you know, going through the PTSD stuff and this mm-hmm. all and everything. I didn't want people to know what was wrong. Yep. So I was still <laughs> putting up one picture a week. Like, <laughs> everyone, I'm still here, you know, I'm alive, uh-huh. even though I wasn't talking about what was going on. Yeah. And it was a really big deal for me to actually put, like, you know, that out there, because the way that people perceive, mm-hmm. you know, people in the media and such is, like, we're put on this, like, you know... Um, kind of like thrown, like you can't yeah. fall off of the pedestal. Yeah. And if you aren't perfect, then like, are you feeling a business? Are you feeling a life? And mm-hmm. I didn't know what effects it would have on my career. Yeah. So I think that, you know, the social media aspect of that is very lonely because mm-hmm. I was very alone in my pain and everything else. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have, from social media have seen, you know, me talk about different issues and such and have been like, thank you for being the person that said that because mm-hmm. everyone always thinks that you're this, you know, untouchable person. And it made me a lot more human mm-hmm. for others to be able to see that side of it. And, you know, that's an, a testament to you because that probably makes it harder for you to be successful only in the fact that you understand what other people see socially mm-hmm. um, during social gatherings. So that's it has to always be in like the back of your mind. But at the same time, 
that also makes you that much stronger because you know that. I think that I can turn it on and off. It's kind of like one of those things of like the lens I'm looking at, mm-hmm. like objectively for a client because I'm not emotionally invested versus me. Like I try not to like take my work home. So if mm-hmm. I'm going out to socialize, I'm not trying to think through that filter of behavior uh-huh. patterns. I wish I sometimes did because that would probably get me out of a lot of <laughs> not good situations <laughs> I found myself in <laughs> over the years. You know, I always wonder like why that doesn't like seem to work. But uh-huh. yeah, it's hard when you like really reevaluate and play back your life. Uh-huh. why you didn't think of that oh man yeah i can only imagine <laughs> yeah how that would like haunt you like fuck didn't see that one coming like god what is wrong with you like red flag red flag like how do you not no, think of this not see that yeah that's true and you know there's always people too who are really good at seeing um you know how well other people are, I don't want to say are hit on but like what when other people like other people they can point it out to them but they can't tell it for themselves if someone likes them or not mm-hmm. um i always found that also interesting i don't know how do you guys feel about it write us at wwmpodcast at gmail.com or down in the comments section um let's talk a little bit about open relationships and polyamory all righty i know nothing about this <laughs> already then so, so I, I have so many questions for you though now uh, would you do you know the background about this the, what, what the history of it? Oh, what, I know what it means. Okay, can you d- explain to some of the listeners who might not know what it is? So it means that you're in a committed relationship, but you have the opportunity to be able to um, have sex or relations with other people outside of that relationship, and it's an agreed-upon arrangement, mm-hmm. and that you know you don't expect to get it all from one person, whether it's emotional, physical, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't have to abide by the traditional idea of only being with one person. Got you. Wow. That would be my dream. <laughs> Hence what Tinder was invented for. <laughs> so, okay. So th- this fascinates me. Okay. First question. I want to, I want to ask the controversial question first. Okay. Is open relationships or polyamory considered cheating? So if you both agreed upon the terms and you yes. have open communication, then no, because it's part of the terms and agreements mm-hmm. that your relationship and everyone has their own rules that they live by in a relationship. Now, if it's behind the person's back, that is cheating because it's a deception. Your intention is to deceive the other person. Mm-hmm. And so the betrayal factor then falls into the cheating and mm-hmm. such and the trust and all that. I think that when you have an open relationship or a polyamorous relationship, there's a lot of trust that goes into that. Okay. And, you know, being able to have that open dialogue and communication with your partner. Makes sense. Once again, I wish that happened. <laughs> it's a lot of juggling that goes on. <laughs> let me ask the reverse of that then. Like, okay, so say if you're in an open relationship, mm-hmm. you're polyamorous, and you don't tell your partner that you're sleeping with someone else, but you're in an open relationship. Would that be considered cheating? Yeah, it would because it's like it's a dishonesty because it's like that whatever your rules or if your partner didn't want to know, that's one thing. So if your partner you you don't talk about it, that's the rules of engagement. So if you brag, the the moment you brag to your partner, (laughs) you should never brag your partner. Anyways, like throw it in their face. Like you're not gonna have a. This is not gonna work out well for you already. As you can see, your conquest of sex games. As you can see, this is why I'm still single. What? We're in an open relationship. I can't throw it in your face. Then what is the? Why would you want to throw it in your I'm, face? Like that's horrible. <laughs> because it's like high five, open relationship. Yay! This is like this is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. No. Um. 
<laughs> I don't know how to like answer this, but for all the people out there, yes. it's like fuck no. That's no, not that, what you're yes. signed up for because like the idea is that you're not expecting to get it all for one person, and That's you don't have that like those you know traditional boundaries. Yes. Not like fuck you, like let me show you one up, like like Isn't I don't that, need you. See, I'm very competitive, so if I was in an open relationship, I'd be like, oh okay, she's trying to one up me. Okay, now I'll one up her. Okay, and then it goes back and forth. No, it's not like a game. Well, everyone just... knows I would win this game, so it's oh, not when you want to play with me in a relationship. <laughs> like, let's be realistic. Like, it is me. And I host the Sex Pig Chronicles, so... Fair enough. <laughs> I think that's kind of one of those things that would not be a game that a guy would want to play with me. No? Uh, fair enough. <laughs> I... How do you guys feel about this? <laughs> Write us, let us know. Is, is, is being in an open relationship and having sex with someone else that your partner doesn't know about, is that considered cheating? Let us know. Write us wwmpodcast at gmail.com. Whew. That was fun. I love that. <laughs> um, speaking of which, what does what does the average, in your professional opinion, what does the average single person look like today? <laughs> Desperate and... <laughs> <laughs> swiping uh, <laughs> also okay. unwilling to commit so it's all the same you think there's something that always it's gonna come along better yeah but then that like i don't want to be alone but then i'm like you have your options as yeah. you're talking about so it's like that like i have i don't want to be alone mm-hmm. but i also don't want to commit and have to put in that much work and get like why that tied down it, why can't why is everything half-assed why why what what does that come from what is it coming from what is it stemming from well it's like the land of opportunity so when i lived in orange county like i talked yeah. about how you could have sex with a different person every night of the week mm-hmm. now this is like 13 years ago in orange county before yes. all these like dating apps and such oh wow you okay. could go out and like that was the rules of engagement everybody I am knew that in the wrong city <laughs> apparently <laughs> go to you know orange county i'll okay. tell you which city off air and like so <laughs> it's one of those things where we always think that there's something around the corner or we don't need to settle gotcha. down because it's settling we've mm-hmm. talked about a society of settling so people don't feel like they need to get invested beyond a certain point Mm -hmm. because we're jaded and live in a society of technology the access is so much easier Mm -hmm. that it's socially acceptable to be dating multiple people it's easier to not have to emotionally invest in people it's easier on our careers that's true i didn't even think about that you really are the expert (laughs) i do what i can for society (laughs) now speaking of which let's go a little bit into online dating and talk a little bit about that so online dating why is when it comes to online dating, um, first of all, it is the biggest way that people get into relationships now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, last time I checked, I believe the statistic was about like 30% of relationships start from some people meeting online. It's probably whether more. That, whether that, I wouldn't be surprised now. It might've went up. Um, whether that be through like social media or mm-hmm. actual online dating or what have you. Um, so it's now, regardless of how we feel about it, it's integral to how we date today and anytime that i ask someone about online dating the first reaction is always just like a (laughs) why is that if it is the most like successful way that people are dating right now well, I taught a class at Sierra College how to create an online dating profile. So I created the class. <laughs> so in doing my research to teach this class, yeah. 95% of people lie in their online dating profile. Really? So you get okay. a person emotionally invested that you've never met. Yes. And so people like develop this false sense that they know the person and have, they're going to have this great chemistry and then they meet the person and it's this huge disappointment. Yeah. So like that look is like, how many of those can you go through? Cause it's a numbers game mm. and not like be like, Oh fuck, I have to go on another online date. Cause you have that disappointment now 
now associated with that versus like if you meet someone organically you can see mm -hmm. that person you can see if you have chemistry you have mutual friends it's a whole lot easier not to get emotionally invested in a person you met for two minutes that's true then like yeah. if you're on your like, conversing back and forth texting messaging you now like develop this idea you know this person so disappointment wow. factor is very high. Wow. I never even thought about that. Yeah. So it's just, so how many times can you be disappointed and keep moving forward? So say if someone's having like, um, I don't know, I've, I've spoken to a bunch of people and that now that you mentioned that, that's usually like the number one complaint is just like, I, I don't like my results that I'm getting. Mm -hmm. So how do you stem up? the courage for any listener out there who's like, eh, I'm kind of like borderline. I'm like not trying to continue on online dating or like, I don't know how to continue, mm -hmm. um, trudging through the people, <laughs> trudging through the people. Wow. That was very jaded. I feel terrible. I mean, like the masses. making sure <laughs> the mass swimming through the Moses to see, <laughs> trying to find your one. Um, what, how do you, how do you stem up the courage for that person or what would you suggest for that person in order for them to, um, keep on going? I would say to get around like-minded individuals. Like I, I started the other company, J Brian events, which is like my company I do for, um, you know, fun social gatherings and such. So it's not just dating related. It's getting out of your house and being social. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, cause like now it's beyond dating. Like people are on their phones all the time and crave that human interaction. But I would try to find like social gatherings where there's going to be like a lot of other professionals and like-minded people <laughs> in the same boat that like, you know, kind of are over the online and being on their phone all the time. So you're going to have it more organically. You're going to have icebreakers. There's going to be like built in mm -hmm. interaction. So a lot of the events I do, we do like icebreaker things and like being able to go up and like take pictures and it's kind of like built in. So I would find those sorts of things around wherever you're at mm -hmm. and try to go to them or like you know if you're into um art go to like the art mix at the crocker you know like you can talk about a painting like anything like that is going to be able to facilitate natural conversation like makes it a lot easier okay so like get out of your comfort zone that is the number one thing to be able to you know get off your phone and get out of your comfort zone you have to push yourself your boundaries and be able to you know actually interact with other humans like, I mean, it can't get any worse, as I always tell people. That's true. You, know, yeah. you only can go up from here. You have, like, everything to, or you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Yeah. And so, like, people are like, I can't talk to people. I'm like, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain at this point. You're That's all true. alone. Can't get any worse. Now, do you know why the reason why people get approach anxiety? Um, I think it's like the fear of rejection, you know, like self-esteem mm -hmm. is attached to that. So if this person doesn't like me, then I'm worthless and they feel bad. And it's like all those other bad date stories. And it just, like, it can continues to compound the social media idea that like there's something wrong with them and it's just such a personal personal like um attack in a lot of people's mind yes no you're absolutely right with that um it, it from from what i've learned too it also stems back to um back in the caveman times where if we were as a guy typically the guys would do the approaching but men can also or women can also approach as well um, but typically when someone approached um, someone and they were rejected, uh, we used to live in tribes. And if they were rejected and word got out to the rest of your tribe, that would be like you would have no kids. Like that would be it. That would be the end of your lineage. Um, so there was like actual threat attached to being rejected. We don't have that anymore. But mm. we haven't. Well, <laughs> I'm dying no, that's alone. true. I mean, like, I'm going to die alone. <laughs> from from being rejected once, though, right? I mean, so some people, that's all it takes, though. They don't want to ever get out of their yeah. shell again. I mean, that's really, like, their 
idea of like I was mm-hmm. gonna be one and done and like or they get divorced or whatever it is and that's it. Mm-hmm. And and that that's the point that I'm trying to bring up is that we used to think that specifically that if that happens, then we would never have kids anymore, that that would be the end of our line. Like there would like, there would be no one else. And it's not that way anymore because we have more people access to, once again, I feel terrible. Some of the, I need to update my terminology. We're not I feel like I'm just, everyone is a utility. Okay. You need to make sure that this light switch is on. This one's off. Um, but you guys understand what I'm saying. Like we, there's more fish in the sea now. Um, just is there? Because it's like they're like a pool of like jaded people that have been through fucking hell and back. Yes, it's not. They're not all the best fish. Might be some crawdads. Oh my god! Like I don't think you should like use a like a sexual innuendo <laughs> reference. Just gonna put that out there. Fair enough. But just a to, thought. To, to my point, I mean that you know there's. There's people commenting. Sorry. Uh, oh, okay. No, 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 right. Read I'm the excited. comments. What are they saying? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't read them yet. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> but anyway, let us know, guys. What do you think? Um, what is the best way to get over approach anxiety? Write us at wwmpodcast at gmail.com. And Other than cocktails. Opinion. Other than cocktails, because, like, you know, I've talked about drinking for years, and yeah. I feel like it's, like, a really bad message to send people, because a lot of people don't drink. And I think that being able to say, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like, yeah. it can't get any worse. And just, like, talk yourself up. Mm-hmm. Like, if it goes well, I came up. If I didn't, like, I'm still where I was at. You yes. know, and be able to kind of, like, put that uh, mindset into your mind before... You know, putting yourself out there. Yes. So you're not doomed, guys. <laughs> Let's hope not. not. <gasps> <laughs> the queen of dating told me it would be okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and move on to our next segment, which um, is actually my top five things that you can do right now to immediately, instantly become more attractive. Are you ready for my list? I can't wait, given how this is gone. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so the top five things that you can immediately do to become more attractive. And you can let me know if I'm on the ball with this. And if, if you wanted to change something, add something, let me know. Okay. Number one. And this is no in no particular order. Number one, okay? Wear complimentary clothes. So things you feel good in, like like things that you feel confident in. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Always pick an outfit that you're going to feel confident in. Exactly. So like, for instance, I you got to work with what you have. Absolutely. I have a huge head. I apologize to my mom every time that I see her. <laughs> oh my God. Okay? It's ridiculous size. So... How do I apologize to your dad? (laughs) What? (laughs) Anyways. Anywho. But yes. You didn't get that one? (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) Wow. Anywho. This list is going great. (laughs) So like I have a big head. So then I wear like, you know, hey, I accentuate my head with earrings and, you know, okay, you know what? (laughs) Maybe not draw attention to it. <laughs> not to the problem area. <laughs> so draw away from my huge head. I will start wearing glitter all over the rest of my body. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> Diversion tactic. Do you have anything to add to that? Is that would you say that's on? <laughs> Other than your comment about trying to accentuate your problem area. <laughs> And what you apologize to your mom for, completely spot on. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Moving on, jeez Louise. Um, get your hair did. For the uh, date? No, just in general. Oh, to feel good? To just to make you seem more attractive immediately. 
I would say getting your hair done. Hair, because, nails, whatever's going to give you that confidence boost. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I think that it's, getting your hair cut is, like, a quick way to change up your look. And you can get it styled in several different ways to not only make you look different, but also feel excellent. Except if there's, like, a hair snafu and then, like, your confidence is completely shot and, like, you feel like, you know, it's a horror story. Or if you have a big head. <laughs> Apparently. Thank you. I need a haircut. All right. Next thing that you can do is that you can smile. Absolutely. Confidence. Look happy. Everyone wants to be around that person. Everyone wants to be around that person. Um, And they also found out that it's also like a mental thing that when you smile more, even if you're not exactly happy, you put yourself in a better mood. Isn't that weird? It makes my big head think. All right. (laughs) Number four, <laughs> speak honestly. No. No? What? No, because like there's like a censoring thing that needs to go on. Because if I said everything that I thought like uh-huh. through this podcast, like. Speak honestly <laughs> and sincerely and not being a douchebag. So by that, I mean be assertive. Um, I think there's a time and place. So like okay. if someone's going to put someone on the defensive, maybe not. Just because of like the assertive means aggressive. Well, okay. What I think that if you are assertive in an honest way, that's not like demeaning or not like putting down somebody else. Like I'm like, for instance, I'm not going to go up to myself and be like, oh my God, what's up, big head? Like that's, (laughs) I'm just like, no, I'll be like, hey, your head's looking extra small today. Every time you say this, it's like, would you like to hear what comes into my mind? <laughs> oh, that's why you're laughing. Yeah, it's just like... Queen of dating, yeah. everybody. <laughs> I have a great sense what, of humor. What, what, okay, then how, how, what would you change about that? What would you What would you take out in order to make that true? I would say be authentic. So, like, be okay. true to your character. So, if I'm the ridiculous motherfucker that I am, like, I make inappropriate jokes. So, I would stay true to that. Because if someone okay. doesn't like that, then they shouldn't date me. Gotcha. Okay, so be your true self. Yeah, authentic. Honest. All right. <laughs> no, there's a difference between honest and authentic. So, like, my person, I can How's be up? honest. Yeah. So, I could say, like, who I am as a person and be like, okay. I'm being honest. But then you see it and, like, the authenticity comes through of, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, like, that so then, idea. As long as you're insulting me authentically, then you're good. But you smile, like, when you say it, though, right? So, if I'm smiling but- and I got my hair done and I have a good outfit on, like, then it's like, you know, it's you're being authentic and not just honest. I am. This is why I'm single. <laughs> I mean, I say with a smile. Is, I mean, am I being yes. mean? No, no, I mean, no, 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 no. No, you know, no, no. across from me, I'm saying that to you. Yes, no, is it completely is like comes off differently than just being honest and being like, "What the fuck?" That's true. <laughs> what is wrong with you? That's true. Once again, this is why you're the expert. I'm and I'm need the one needing help. Um, all right, my last one. I'm super like self conscious of giving out this one now. <laughs> He's like, I don't know if I want to play this game anymore okay, with you. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. No, I'll take it. I can take my lumps. All right. Take time for your passion to be in your element. Yes. Okay. I agree with that one. <sighs> okay. Yes, I do Why? things that like make you feel like, you know, show your personality and that you actually like, you know, enjoy. Why is that? Why do you think that's important to in to making someone seem more attractive? I think because when you, like, you let down your guard. So mm-hmm. when you feel, like, you know, confident and, like, you're happy, like, naturally, you're not having to force it. It's kind of, uh, it makes you more attractive just because you look like you're having fun. 
Okay, I can see that. I can, I can definitely see that. Oh, oh, no, no, don't sneeze, don't sneeze. Sorry. My allergies have been bothering me. Anyway, um, but let us know, guys, what do you think? Um, do you guys have a list of things that you guys would do to be more attractive? Let us know. Write us at wwmpodcast at gmail.com. But let's go ahead and get started with our second to last thing, which is going to be a game of Box It Out. You know the rules. We pick two random things, then decide what would win in a boxing match. It's whimsy, nonsensical fun for the whole family. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. In a boxing match between box of chocolates versus bouquet of flowers. Uh, box of chocolates. Box of chocolates. Why? It has a longer shelf life. Fair enough. I like that. Okay, I can see that. But what if you freeze the flowers? What are you going to do with them in their freezer? Or like put them in a book? I, I, who does scrapbooking anymore <laughs> with flowers? I'm not. It's like our great-grandmothers like did that. There's no one that does this anymore. Dang, this is why you're the queen. Okay, okay. Good one. All right, next one. Movie theaters versus Netflix. I'm a big fan of the movie theater, to be honest, and getting okay. off my ass and getting out. Okay, fair enough. So I think that like being able to be at home is so much of what we do on our phones and multitasking that to actually go to the movie theater means you're not on your phone. Okay, okay. So movie theater would win. Oh, absolutely. Movie theater wins. All right. In a boxing match between dancing versus hiking. Hiking. It takes more endurance. God, you're so smart. Okay, hiking. Hiking wins. I'm a good dancer, though. I wasn't coming for you. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. They say how you are in, uh, dancing is how you are in the bedroom, So, but if you want endurance, hiking. Huh, okay. <laughs> That's food for thought, everybody. All right, in a boxing match between poem versus picnic. Mm. Picnic. Picnic. Picnic wins why? Because you get out of your house. Because you get... <laughs> and it's experience. And you, you have to be read. around social. Like, anything that's going to require creativity, yep. get out of your comfort zone, and doing something thoughtful for another person, I will always pick. Oh, you could write a poem for somebody. But get out of the house. Like, that, planning it out. You like, can read know. outside. You can read me the poem <laughs> on the picnic. I don't care. Okay. I would just pick the picnic. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Picnic wins. All right, last one. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Travel versus staying in. Travel. Okay, well, that was easy. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> Get out of your couch. Off your couch and out in the society. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That was an awesome game. Thank you very much. That was very ins- See, your answers, too, were like dating advice kind of mixed into, which was really cool. Thank, thank you. you. I oh, appreciate that. You. I'm sure the listeners out there will enjoy that. All right, and let's go ahead and get started. Start wrapping this up. We're going to get started with our last segment, which is listener mail. Wake the f- all right and this one is from aj what's going on aj hey aj <laughs> i'm hey. like is this one of my friends oh no no, no, no. It's, it's, <laughs> who knows i was like oh god at least i don't think it is um aj writes us at wwmpodcast at gmail.com where you can also send in your questions aj writes if you don't want kids, can you be in a functional relationship with someone who does want kids, AJ? That one I'm going to have you 
answer that because that uh, you're the dating experts. Well, and I can also speak to this because I had to have a hysterectomy five years ago. Oh, wow. And so okay. um, I can't have kids, obviously. Huh? So I think that it kind of depends on what your agreement is with the person. Like if you're okay. open and honest from the beginning and they know what they're getting into. Yes. And then you're kind of not going to waver on that. Um, then no big deal. But if you're kind of older and looking to settle down and that's a deal breaker, then mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't go that route. Got you. Okay. So there you go. I probably would say the same thing, too. I think that's a deal breaker. Um, and this one is from Brian. How's it going, Brian? Brian writes, I'm single and have been lonely around the holidays. Is then a good time to look for dates? I think that around then is when all the desperate people come out of the woodworks. Brian. And that is my busiest time of year between Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day. We call really? the suicide hotline, what? which is like for me is like basically like everyone that doesn't want to be a loner in the holidays. Yeah. And so I hate Christmas and like all family oriented holidays. Uh-huh. And so I started doing the party bus extravaganza. This will be the seventh year of Christmas lights tours and all you can drink and socialization. What? So people didn't feel like alone and wanted uh-huh. to kill themselves at the holidays. Cause this is really prevalent actually, you oh, know, wow. people that are single and like the suicide rates increasing between like Thanksgiving and like Valentine's day. Oh wow. And so I, that really is. And like, this is the last day of suicide awareness month. So I wanted to put that out there. Okay. That like a lot of people going into the holidays that don't talk to their family, such as myself, mm-hmm. you know, would be by themselves then and so they want to have that companionship so is it the right time to start dating who's to say i've gone on a date on christmas like a first date really? yeah i was like oh you want to go out and he's like he was getting divorced and didn't have his kids and like you know it wasn't a big deal to me i don't like christmas i go to the bar every year anyways so it was mm-hmm. like oh i'll have a date like who cares you know um, I think it's kind of what your expectations are. Mm-hmm. If you can kind of go in with a light heart of like, this probably isn't going to last, but it might be fun for the minute and be able to appreciate the company of another person, then I would say go for it. Yeah, that's a better, that sounds like a better Christmas than to not have that. Yeah. Okay, you- awesome. So there you go, uh, Brian. And this one is from Connor. How's it going, Connor? Connor writes. How has social media and online dating apps affected the dating pool? Does it have an effect on your consulting and do you recommend it, Connor? So this one's specifically towards you because I do not consult for dating, although I feel that I could. Not as good as her, but I could do it on like maybe like an apprenticeship level on like a A sliding scale. (laughs) Sliding scale. (laughs) You can be (laughs) like we said, referring to you. I can't. But yes, what what would you say to that? I would say online dating actually um, has made my skill set that much more valuable. Only mm-hmm. for the people that online dating is not working for. It's kind of a way to actually get out there because I take my clients out to meet the people they want versus what they're meeting. Mm-hmm. So it's actually helped my business and me be able to understand kind of what people are looking for and why online dating isn't working. And having to be single the last couple of years and go on online, online dating apps, mm-hmm. I'm not in favor of them. I've stopped being on them for that reason of like what you attract is crazy like literally like every guy like literally like i won't talk about what dating app it is but everyone Uh said it was a great one like literally like anger management issues like literally like one of them choked me like on the date yeah yeah like seriously so you don't know what you're getting i guess on the other end of it so i'm not a big fan of it just because like the emotional involvement the safety stuff like you don't Mm -hmm. know who's on the other end yeah so i always just try to err on the side of caution and probably say that you know if you are in doubt, always, you know, ask for help. Would you have um, any, like, suggestions for people trying to be safe mm-hmm. if they do meet some, um, someone online? So I always uh, screenshotted the information and pictures mm-hmm. to my friends and sent them out and told them where I was going to be. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't hear from me, then, like, there was something wrong. 
so kind of setting up safety protocols. Um, I always say meet the person there. Don't have them pick you up so they don't know where you live. Uh, park away from the venue just so people can't see your car. They can't, like, you know, kind of do all the crazy things that people sometimes do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I also do suggest to daytime for at least the first time just so that, like, I don't know. I always feel like that and don't do it on full moons because full moons also are, like, that's when the crazies come out. Full moons. Isn't that no? Is that a thing? I thought that was a thing. No? I, I don't You know, crazies come out every day of the week. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care I'm, what time it is. Uh, I mean, like, I obviously go to happy hours, so it's between three and six, three and seven. So, okay. I mean, I, I like the idea of, like, not having to be, like, a 10 o'clock because that's, like, booty hall status. Like, gotcha. you know, you're going to hook up. So, it kind of gives me the wrong idea if you're looking to seriously date. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I mean, like, you sense. know, I think that, you know, keeping it shorter and having an hour-long date is probably the way to go. Okay. So, there you go, Connor. And this one is from Orlando. How's it going, Orlando? Orlando writes, I have a fear of being awkward on first dates. As someone who has, uh, someone who would love to keep the conversation going, how do you make sure you don't run out of things to say on a first date, Orlando? So I would come up with about five or six questions that you could actually ask them to elaborate on and tell stories about. Okay. So like that require interaction other than the yes or no. So they're going to have to give some sort of information and it's going to take a while. And Mm -hmm. then you can tell a story to like, you know, be able to be reciprocal in the conversation. That's awesome. Um, Would it be okay if I asked you like an example of like one question? Sure. Awesome. What what would. Um, If you could pack your bags and go anywhere, where would you travel to tomorrow? See, there you go. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Because then you can ask why and like, what would you see? What would you do? Have you been there? And like branch off into like another conversation. Okay, so it's not yes or no answered questions. Yeah, it's like being able to do the follow up and like have it naturally flowing. Okay, awesome. So there you go. Orlando, I know he's listening. All right, and this last one is from Anonymous. How's it going, Anonymous? Anonymous writes, where are all the single Gen X men hiding? (laughs) Probably at home on their phones. Waiting for you to be able to pull them out of the house. Yes. Now, Gen X men, that's the generation that's a little bit older than us. Yes. Um, so that would be like 50s? Yeah. Like I mean, because like, I'm the last of the millennials. So anything that's like probably over 38. So 38 to 50, 55. Okay. So, I mean, typically people are getting divorced at that age if they're going to like have the midlife mm-hmm. crisis. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those people don't actually know how to go out and date. So that's when people typically hire me is because they don't know because they miss the whole thing like I did for yeah. dating in college. So they don't know how to date with all the technology mm-hmm. and such. So they get really depressed and don't go out a lot and socialize because they don't have friends that are single. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those people are actually at home. I'm not joking when I say that. Like yeah. <laughs> They really aren't oh, wow. going out like to be able to um, put themselves out there because they don't have friends to go out with. So what would you say to our listeners out there who might be from an older generation Mm -hmm. who are trying to figure out hey how do i re-enter the dating game um i would say to find things that you um can go to with your friends it's like one one person at a time one friend not a group (laughs) one person and like be able to have it be interactive whether it's like we're talking about like the art or a play Mm -hmm. or something where it's going to be able to facilitate conversation easily and you're going to find other people that are probably there by themselves too or with another person and have it not be awkward you can kind of gauge like what event is going to be able to um draw a certain demographic okay that was awesome okay cool um 
If you guys have any more questions that you want to write, um, go ahead and write them to wwmpodcast at gmail.com. Um, but where can people get a hold of you? <laughs> Thequeenofdating.com. And you can email me at thequeenofdating at gmail.com. Go to the website under contact us. It makes it very easy. There you go. And that has been our time, guys. My name is D Adonis. I'm Jed B, the Queen of Dating. And we will catch all you guys later. Thank you for having me. Yeah, catch you later. But oh, I have to come on to your podcast. Yeah, sometimes the Sexcapade Chronicles. You want to hear about the Sexcapades? Yeah, go ahead. We have 10 <laughs> seconds. Go ahead. Oh, the Sexcapade Chronicles. If you want to hear the stories of my true life and all the debauchery that goes on behind the scenes when I'm not helping clients in my life. And we'll catch you later. Bye. Follow on like on Facebook at What's With Millennials. Follow on Instagram at WWM underscore show. And send us a tweet at WWM show. What's With Millennials podcast.